Hey guys, welcome to our CCV Students Coach Podcast, episode number five, with the woman, the myth, the legend, if that's how you can say it, <laughs> Robin Bossy. Robin, well, how are you? I'm good. So glad. Uh, <laughs> Robin, you are you are our longest tenured student pastor, aside from Dustin Tappan himself, correct? I don't even know who that is. That... <laughs> Awesome. I, I keep waiting for you to pull a Tanya Harding and just take him out of the game so that you can be on top. I mean, technically, didn't I already take him out? Who knows, Dustin? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is getting dark. And if something on my accidentally top, ever happens him. to Dustin. He'll be on my top five list. This I, I have a feeling this is going to appear as ep- evidence in a trial at some point. <laughs> it probably will. And but that's the, all right. For those of you who uh, haven't had the pleasure of meeting Robin, uh, she's uh, one of our junior high pastors on the Peoria campus, and she is awesome. She's the first staff member that I worked worked with when I came on staff at CCV, and uh, we go way back, mm-hmm. and uh, Robin's hilarious. <laughs> She's <laughs> always cracking us up. Uh, yes, and speaking of uh, illegal activity, uh, you... I was just learning about you. Uh, <laughs> you're also like of all our student pastors. There's a few that like if I got a call that they were in prison, I'd be like, "Yeah, that doesn't surprise me all that much." And you're one of those uh, because you have this um, strange compulsion that you uh-huh. fight all the time. Yes. Would you like to share any yes, about that? I would steal. <laughs> you all like the time. You want to steal things? Yes, all the time. So. There was a really sad, it's embarrassing actually, because I was pulling up and there was a, a car that was delivering flowers to a funeral. <laughs> and I was thinking, how easy would it be for me just to go get one of those flowers <laughs> from a funeral? That's the worst. I didn't, but I think that stuff all the time. If I wasn't a Christian, I would steal stuff. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She wanted to steal a dead person's flowers. I know. It's good. It's that, Well, it's not good, but it's it, it's so good at the same time. That's terrific. The deep thought, the the deep thoughts. Tharts, the tharts. Tharts. Yes, the tharts. I love that. Uh you also uh were just so hyper cool in the 90s, correct? <laughs> How do you feel to see uh if you look around at students right now, they're just trying to be as cool as you were in the 90s. Yes. How does it feel to see your whole fashion world come just come back. roaring back? Uh, well, I think the 90s were not one of the best. So <laughs> now that I can't, they're returning. Why? The mom jeans, the round glasses, they're all back. The flannels. I know. But I did wear hiking boots. Those are not back. But Burks are. So Doc was, Martens are back. No, Jared. I, I think that's just not, you. Yeah. I got mine out last night and just put them on. Jared, there's the things house. you don't admit to. Those are like stealing is one of them. You took it out of me. Burks are the other. You don't admit to that in public. Rob, do you have any other like uh, deep, deep-rooted uh, things that you'd sin? like to share? Yeah, sin. No. You'd like to share for all of our coaches? No. Besides that, I'm perfect. <laughs> okay. Just theft and yes. uh, '90s fashion. Otherwise, yes. yes, completely a saint. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't, to, I don't have to take any other cap- thoughts captive. The rest are good. <laughs> well, if uh, if. 
now's the time to just make the hard turn into yeah. our content today. Uh, as you know, just this podcast is all about helping our coaches get better at what they do. And they have the most important job in our student ministry, uh, working with all of our students and being spiritual guides. One of the things we know in our culture that is just, uh, it, it's just growing at a rapid rate is just the LGBTQ culture. Um, can you just just help? We're going to have a discussion about this, but would you help uh, our coaches know some of the current trends in the LGBTQ world? Yeah, I've seen them change over the years. Uh, but what I would say is the trend right now is to compare and contrast a little bit. I would say just for the broad brush of, of what we're going through is Christians, I would say our theology is that we're created by God in his image, male and female, and that we're all fallen beings uh, in a fallen, sinful world. And that sin separates us from God and that through Jesus' death and resurrection is the way that we are forgiven and restored to God. Mm. That's completely contrast to, I would say, the LBGTQ world, which they believe that humans are not made in the image of God, male and female. Instead, they have a more fluid choice between gender and attraction in that anyone who questions their expression is considered oppressive to them. Uh, So for them, true freedom is found when people allow them to identify their gender and also to identify their own attraction. So there's a huge difference between current culture trends and what a Christian worldview would say. And so even even a student who isn't themselves necessarily wrestling with same-sex attraction or gender issues or whatever— that is the worldview that they have grown up with. Like they would still believe that second part, uh, whether it applies to them personally or mm-hmm. not. And that's what makes their world tough is because they're trying to fit Christian worldview into the culture's worldview. And they, a lot of times, will start to make up their own faith based on what fits together. And it's kind of an eclectic picking and choosing of it all. Yeah. Yeah, and what I, what I heard you say is like so for Christians, we we have this absolute truth, and for this LGBTQ culture, you know, truth is more fluid. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's ebbing and it's flowing all the time. And you know, as you as you watch students, Robin, um, how, how do you see this affecting them? Uh, well, I would say for us as older, we would find our identity based in Christ and who what the Bible says that we are. For this culture, they're finding their identity and a lot of their gender identity is who their identity is. So that's a huge struggle for them because it's fluid. And so there's nothing to anchor them to truth. Their truth is just, a, it's like a compass without a true north. They're just kind of floating, trying to find it. Also, they have a really hard time with the idea of absolute truth. So the concept of like, you be you and I'll be me is that's true freedom to them. Or they feel like just because something's right for me, what right do I have to say that's right for you? Absolutely. And to to question somebody's views on something is like, it's probably more equivalent in this generation to like physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Like how, how dare I? question the way someone um, identifies. It's very oppressive to them and disrespectful. Yeah. So super tricky world that our students are are trying to navigate. So Robin, uh, could you just tell us a little bit about some of your personal experiences as you've been trying to guide and lead students uh, wrestling 
uh, with uh, this struggle? Uh, what have What have you experienced? Uh, I've experienced one of two things, but before I say that, I want to do a disclaimer that I have not met with every student who ever has struggled with um, same gender attraction or with uh, gender, you know, differences in their identity. So this is just for the students who I have met with. There's a pattern that is forming in those that I've met with. Also, it's just female students. And so my guess, it probably wouldn't be too different for males, but this is disclaimer that right off the bat. So the female students I've met with fall into two categories. The first one is not as uh, high of a population, and that is girls who have been pretty abused um, and so therefore are just choosing to have nothing to do with males. And they have turned now to a, for to them, a kinder, gentler form of relationship. The second one, uh, all of the other, and this is a higher population, that if they start to tell me some of their story, they've all had an early childhood experience uh, that was initiated with them um, that was a same gender experience. So for them, that has put them into a world of confusion. I've heard girls say, um, I don't understand why that happened. So to them, they're thinking, maybe I put out, this is what they've said, like a gay vibe early on. And that's why this older person initiated with them. Um, or they're confused because they they did like that relationship or there's something that they got from that, uh, whether relationship or even just like a stimulation. And so they don't know how to separate out relationship stimulation and gender. And so what I see happening is that Satan is our enemy. I mean, we know the scripture says that so that we should stay alert and watch out for your enemy. The devil, he prowls around like a, a lion, roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So I, I see a pattern of him putting experiences as children that he then can start to water when they become teenagers and they don't know how to place and navigate all these thoughts and experiences. And it's a world of confusion for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so how do, how do we respond as coaches? Like for our coaches who are, it's more and more common that, um, that I encounter a student in my group who identifies this way. Uh, what do I need to know as a coach? How do I need to lead well as we wade into this territory? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the first would say to cling back to the truth. Um, one analogy I like to use is that say that you're in a lake and you're holding on to a buoy and that buoy is your truth. And so at that buoy, you hold on with one hand and you reach out with your other to grab people. But if once you let go, then you no longer are anchored to truth. You're floating in that world as well. And so it's really hard um, to stay grounded. You find yourself drifting off into other theology, into other thinking if you're not grounded. So one is um, <clears throat> stay anchored in the truth, which is the promise we have um, that God, Jesus told us to take heart that he has overcome the world. And so with that, we are fighting a battle with our God and he is He is going ahead of us in that battle. And so it's our job to walk alongside and to fight for our students. So that would be the first one. 
Um, for the for dues, the first one I would say is to remember that Jesus loved everyone, and He showed up for the most rejected and the most outcast people and love them. And so the do would be to act as Jesus acted and to be where those people are because for them to be hurting and for us to reject them, we should be the ones that are offering our hand to the buoy, mm-hmm. the first. So that would be the first one is um, to reach out. And the idea of students need to feel like they belong and way before they're ever going to believe or um, behave differently. So they have to belong first. Absolutely. And that not, that that might not be like a uh, they they experienced this in one conversation. Right. This might be like an ongoing thing and I think we as coaches we got to be we got to we got to set the ground for that to happen. That this is this is probably going to be lots of conversation. This is a journey. This is not a problem to solve right now. Right. And so I would say you're all the likelihood of a coach having a conversation first is the job is to just listen. And whatever they're saying is their reality, that is their truth. And so if we immediately after they open up about what's going on on the inside to tell them what the Bible believes, we're going to put a barrier between us and them. So just listen and just say to them, thank you so much for trusting me to open up to me. I really appreciate that. And then say, would you be willing to have more conversations about this in the future? So there's an end mark to this conversation in the beginning of another conversation and they're not intermingled. Yeah, yeah that's so good. That's so good. Um, I think I think um, making sure that our coaches know that they're not alone in this. So uh, so I'm sure Robin and for all of our student pastors, we would just want our coaches to know, hey, when, when you start walking down the road with a student in this area, we want to know about it. So so just to get your student pastor in the loop with you. Yep. It's probably definitely a do. And sometimes you won't do anything at the beginning. It's just to alert them that something's going on, that you have a student in your group so they can watch it because we want everyone to belong first. So just keep an eye on everything and we'll know when something needs to be addressed, but we just don't always want to jump on it and address it right away. Yeah. And Robin, you talked about something that all of our coaches should be doing, whether or not we're dealing with a specific encounter with a student or not. Um, How can we be proactive about speaking truth into our students' lives? Yes. So we had a situation that happened where uh, we had a guy in our in Peoria's ministry, and he has a friend who just recently changed his gender identity to a female. Well, this boy now found this new girl attractive. And so he told his friend, hey, I kind of think you're attractive now. So now his friend said, then you must be gay because you're attracted to me dressed as a woman, a girl, but I'm really in genetically a boy. And so it really stirred in him of what am I, what am I? I must be. And so that idea of our culture is going to define our students if we don't define them first with the truth. So something's going to define them and they're trying to figure it out. And so if someone else says to them, you are this with confidence, they're going to believe it. So luckily he brought it to one of our pastors quickly. And so that was able to be talked through. But if he hadn't, he would 
be believing that just because someone spoke into him with confidence. So the the takeaway from that is to speak confidently into our students what the truth is based in their identity in Christ. So they will they will um, cling on to truth, and they will cling on to if it's spoken in confidence. Absolutely, absolutely. How about just uh, real quickly, maybe some things um, that that we don't do as coaches. So we talked to some do's, maybe just a few don'ts. Yep. So I think something that Christians could do a better job with is expecting people that don't share our belief to act like we do. And so to have patience and grace with students who don't adhere to everything we believe, um, to have a little bit more patience with that. So don't hold them accountable to everything that we believe before they believe. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Another one I would say is um, don't overly communicate. It probably goes hand in hand with that one, what we believe right after they're vulnerable. So take some time and build a relationship. These are, this is transformation over time. I mean, how, how often does God transform us immediately? It's over time. And so settle in for the long haul. Absolutely. That's so good. Um, what would, uh, like just, what's a takeaway for this? Cause it's hard to, this is such a case by case, like just as it happens, but, but right now this week, what, what can a coach do in this area? Uh, I would say, first of all, to know that our enemy is at work, uh, but we serve a bigger, stronger God who as, is at work in front of us. Uh, and then probably, we've, I've already said it a few times, but truly have in a culture and an environment where your students feel like they can belong regardless. If this topic, any topic, anything they're struggling with, if they don't belong, they're going to go find where to belong somewhere else. And so to lead with that and to not shy away from the truth, but deliver it in a timely manner um, that reflects Christ overall. Hey, Robin, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to hang with us today. Uh, I know me and Eric have had a lot of fun uh, uh, just poking fun at you. (laughs) Uh, But this is just such an important topic, and I I know it's going to be really helpful for our coaches. Uh, So coaches, let's just remember... um, Like Robin said, we are the ones who are creating a culture in our groups uh, so that students know that they belong here. And if they, if they don't know that they belong, um, then the chances go drastically down that they would ever believe in the good news of Jesus Christ. So let's, uh, let's build that culture in our groups and coaches. Thank you. Thank you for taking this seriously. Uh, Thanks uh, for being aware um, of topics such as these. Um, you getting better matters. We all know when the coach gets better, the whole student ministry gets better. Uh, we'll see you back next week for episode six of the Coach Podcast. <laughs>